Nearly 20 years after invading the country, the United States has decided to call a timeout on the forever war in Afghanistan and decided to pull out its troops. Although the move is not sudden, it may have left the country at the hands of the Taliban, who are gaining control of new areas for the past two months. In fact, the troop withdrawal announcement made by President Joe Biden in April this year has led to a drastic uptake of Taliban violence leading to many countries evacuating the diplomats from Afghanistan. India too on 11 July evacuated 50 diplomats and security personnel from its consulate in Kandahar as the Taliban continues to expand its footprint in the country. Now the withdrawal of troops stems from the ceasefire agreement signed with the Taliban under former President Donald Trump in 2020 where the Taliban assured that it will not attack any US forces in the region if the US withdraws its troops completely. A day after Biden's announcement, NATO also issued a statement announcing that it will also pull out its troops from Afghanistan, effectively leaving the country's security at the hands of the Afghan National Defense and Security Forces. The situation being as grim as it sounds, and with the peace talks between the Afghan government and Taliban being frozen in place since 2020, where is Afghanistan headed? Is there any scope for peace in the country? And what is the way forward for India in terms of engaging with the region? To gain an understanding of these developments, we spoke to former Secretary West of the Ministry of External Affairs and Ambassador to Afghanistan, Vivek Karju. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Emmat. The Bargam Air Base, which is symbolic of the US military operations and presence in Afghanistan, was emptied out on 6 July, tacked to with no notice to the Afghan government. According to a statement by the Pentagon, the withdrawal of American forces is 90% complete, and by 11 September 2021, which is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, only 650 personnel will remain in the country to provide security to the US Embassy in Kabul. Now defending the drawdown of US forces, President Biden stated in a speech on 8 July, that the US, quote-unquote, did what it went to do in Afghanistan, which is to ensure that Afghan soil is not used for another attack on America. Pertinently, he added that, quote-unquote, it is the right and the responsibility of the Afghan people alone to decide their future and how they want to run their country. However, he acknowledged in the speech that the possibility of, quote-unquote, one unified government in Afghanistan controlling the whole country is highly unlikely. We spoke to former Indian ambassador to Afghanistan Vivek Kadju on the significance of the US troop withdrawal and he believes that the US is more than capable to defend itself against any attacks from Afghanistan in the future. However, he added that President Biden's claim on nation building being never the objective does not hold any water. Uh, the primary objective of the United States was to ensure that there sh- shouldn't be an attack on American interests certainly not on the American mainland, from the, which is fomented, organized, directed from Afghan kids. And in that sense, their target was not the Taliban, but the Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda was the, the group that had attacked them in such a terrible fashion on 9-11. And uh, so they wanted, they began this war on terrorism, as they called it. But the target was Al-Qaeda and other international groups as they emerged. That objective, the Americans 
president and the political class is claiming has been achieved. That is also the first point in the American and Taliban agreement of February 2020, that the Taliban will not allow any international terrorist groups to be on this one. Now, the problem is that in the recent past, American officials themselves in their testimony uh, to the Congress have uh, indicated that two years is a period in which international terrorist groups, should they get into Afghanistan, would have the capability of strike. Their chairman, Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, has gone to the extent of saying that should the country get into civil conflict and the Afghan army dissolve, then that two-year horizon can be, uh, uh, would be further reduced. So that indicates, and uh, let me add, that the CIA has been saying that while they will have over the horizon capability of monitoring, the withdrawal of the troops will result certainly in a reduction of American capacity to gather intelligence on a micro level as to what's happening on the ground. So uh, this raises questions about the success of the very first objective with which the Americans went. But more or less, I think the Americans have the capacity uh, to ensure that, that no further damage is inflicted on America from Afghan soil. Now, the Americans uh, have said, and President Biden has emphasized, that this was the objective, that nation building was never there. However, the fact is that when they went into Afghanistan, they also decided to transform, American, uh, transform Afghan society and politics and bring about democracy Afghanistan, which is nation built. So therefore, for President Biden to now claim that this was never an objective, and that the objective was merely uh, secure, uh, to secure American security uh, interests is not quite correct. Now, there's a third aspect, which is a military aspect, which is that uh, the Taliban, because of Pakistani support, became a going concern militarily. And because the Americans refused to cross the Duran line to exterminate their bases in Pakistan, they could never defeat the Taliban. Because you can't exterminate someone whose, whose home remains secure. I think uh, that's common sense. And in time, the fact is that a group like the Taliban was able to continue this, this military, military situation for 20 years and forced America to withdraw following an agreement which granted Taliban legitimacy is a clear indication that whatever the Americans may say, they have suffered a strategic reverse and have withdrawn. Now, my last point is that great power, whenever they find that uh, they suffered a strategic reverse, uh, and in their case, uh, they've lost 2,400 soldiers, Americans, uh, they've spent close to a trillion dollars, a great power accepts this and moves ahead. It absorbs these. It, of course, does introspection and soul-searching should that why has this happened and that these mistakes shouldn't be committed again. But it absorbs them and moves ahead and that's what the Americans have done. Now, peace talks between the Taliban and the Afghan government began in Doha in September 2020. However, the process has been stuck as the two sides remain far apart on fundamental issues like reduction of violence and determining the future structure of the country. According to a recent policy brief by the Congressional Research Service, CRS, which is a research arm of the US Congress, 
In the Doha peace talks, the Taliban reiterated that they seek an Islamic government and if the US fails to withdraw its troops from the country, it will be compelled to continue their war. The report adds that the Taliban has not specified any detailed vision for Afghan's future beyond creating an Islamic government. The CSR report also states a rather grim fact that, quote-unquote, in the absence of US military pressure, the group Taliban will have little incentive to comply with the terms of any agreement reached with Kabul. And these signs are clear, with the Taliban significantly ramping up its efforts to gain more control in the country since Biden's announcement. According to one report by the Long War Journal, which has been tracking the battle between Afghan forces and Taliban, the number of districts under Taliban control between 1st May and 29 June rose from 73 to 157. According to Vivek Kadju, given the escalation of military action by the Taliban in the past two months, the possibility of a ceasefire and peace talks between the Afghan government and Taliban is slim. If you see the events of the past uh, say two months, ever since uh, President Biden announced on the 11th of April, if I'm not wrong, that certainly by the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the American forces will withdraw. The Taliban's approach changed and they started gaining ground militarily. And um, they held on to the agreement which they'd made to America and and uh, that they will not attack American forces after the agreement was signed and that they have observed scrupulously. And especially during the withdrawal, they've ensured that neither they, uh, that neither American forces nor NATO forces would be attacked. But at the same time, the level of violence against Afghan security forces has gone up tremendously. And that's all been undertaken by them. And over the past uh, few weeks, uh, their moves in northeastern, northern and western Afghanistan have been very substantial. Now, the question is whether this was all undertaken by them to gain ground so that when they enter into negotiations, they do so from a position of strength or whether this was undertaken uh, because they think that uh, they don't need to talk anymore. And they don't need to observe the three points mentioned in the Blinken plan, which was, which was essentially that there will be the formation of an interim government involving the Taliban and the Kabul authorities, and uh, there would be ceasefire, and then there will be discussions among the Afghans for a future dispensation. This still remains open. It seems that the possibility uh, for uh, this plan to be implemented is getting slimmer, but it hasn't been, it hasn't evaporated. And only recently, uh, there has been a report, it has not been officially announced, but uh, I think significant and credible wire services are carrying this, these reports and newspapers, uh, that uh, a very high-level delegation from Kabul is going to Doha to meet with Taliban representatives. And I can tell you that uh, that uh, it's led, of course, by Dr. Abdullah, but the people who are members of this delegation are absolutely at the very top of uh, the Kabul elite, political elite. There's Hamid Karzai's name, Mohakik, there's Karim Khalili, Hikmat Yar, Dostam. So all these are the big wigs, so to speak, and there are others. And it remains to be seen now what happens. They say, one report I saw that uh, it could be as early as Friday or Saturday that this delegation may be in, in Doha. Uh, but let's wait and see. The fear of military action by the Taliban has also reached home. As I stated earlier, India on 11th July evacuated about 50 diplomats and security personnel from its consulate in Kandahar. 
As a development partner in Afghanistan for the past 20 years, India has a lot at stake in the country. According to an Indian Express report, apart from key investments in the energy, transport and minerals sector, India's $3 billion investment portfolio also includes more than 550 community development projects in all 34 provinces. India has also funded Afghanistan's new parliament building in 2015 at $90 million, which Prime Minister Narendra Modi personally inaugurated. So, the rapidly changing ground situation in Afghanistan is not good news for New Delhi, and it may have to engage with the Taliban directly in the future. While External Affairs Minister Jay Shankar said on 14 July that Afghanistan's future cannot be its past, a few days earlier on 9 July, he also stated that, quote-unquote, at the end of the day, who governs Afghanistan has a legitimacy aspect of it. I think that is something which cannot and should not be ignored. Given the evolving political situation in Afghanistan, how should India move forward in engaging with the region? Mr. Vivek Kadju, Basin. Look, uh, it is my assessment that the Taliban will be a very significant factor, if not the dominating factor in Afghanistan. And given this, irrespective of uh, their retrograde ideology in many ways, I think uh, Indian interests demand an engagement with them. The situation that obtained in the 1990s, both within Afghanistan and the region, is starkly different from the situation today. So, realism demands that we engage the Taliban. And in fact, I've been arguing this from early 2017. Now, engagement doesn't mean endorsement. Engagement means that you become uh, an important, I won't use the partner, use the word partner, but that you become someone who has links with all sides. You, now, which means that even while talking to the Taliban or engaging the Taliban, it does not mean that we reduce the significant relationship that we have with Kabul. After all, uh, India and Afghanistan have a strategic partnership agreement and that remains. India's support for Afghanistan continues because it's important that we convey our concerns to the Taliban about the ideology. We tell them that, look, the international community will not accept and we ourselves will not be able to, to overlook some of the excesses that, I mean, on gender issues, on minority issues, we are very firm. The, that this kind of the kind of behavior you had undertaken in the 1990s is not acceptable. But all this, and we also tell them that look, don't be used by other parts. Even if someone has a very close relationship, like the Taliban have with Pakistan, we have to tell them that that don't be a Pakistan proxy. Even if they are acting, uh, their interests coincide. The test of diplomacy is to try to explain to different parties our own interests. According to a report in the Wall Street Journal, the US intelligence community has concluded that Kabul could fall within six months. Where exactly the country is headed is remained to be seen. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com.
Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts. 